Episode 115, sponsored by Maritime Madness. Today we have Patino MMA Pro, Zachary Powell, and TriStar and Henzo Gracie Rappler. Oliver Taz. Oliver Taz. Let's do it. Let's do it. How are you, folks? Welcome to episode 115. Here we are on location at our secret location of our upcoming event. Uh, pardon me. We're having some audio issues here, so uh, my apologies on that. I think, uh, John, we're just having a little bit of issues. Anyway, we've got a fantastic episode here sponsored by our friends at Maritime Madness. I still have not got a haircut, so uh, I used I shaved my head twice during COVID, and this is what I ended up with. So I'm going to get a haircut the next couple of days, so my apologies. Anyway, folks, uh, again, we have a fantastic episode lined up here today. Um, first of all, let's get right into it. The guy who's uh, 3-0 and is a pro here in Canada. He's been on the show before. Uh, he's coming up as the main event here in the next uh, couple of weeks, fighting for strike card promotions down in Florida, is the main event. Uh, this guy is on a tear. He's on his way to the big show. Uh, he represented, of course, with uh, Dodge Sports and training now out of uh, Niagara Top Team. Uh, with the great crew there, Chris Prickett and, and Jasmine and AJ and, and the rest of the crew. So really happy to have him on. Let's bring him on without further ado, Mr. Zachary Powell. How are you, sir? Hey, man. Thanks for having me on. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. We'll try to bring you back in, John. There might be a little echo, but uh, we'll see how it goes. Uh, Zach, how's training going, man? I know you're, I saw you're on the road. You're doing a little traveling back and forth. Uh, how's things going? Yeah, so I'm just back home uh, today and tomorrow, uh, back home in Gatineau for like uh sissy family uh and my girlfriend and just spend time with the, the people i love and uh then i'm back on the road uh monday morning uh back to niagara uh a little bit of sparring today my training partner uh, jared dumont who's an amateur uh at ntt uh who's very much ready to be a pro uh, came down with me and uh, it's going to be helping me out helping me out with some rounds today and uh so training camp isn't done i'm just taking some time to, to see some family you know at the end of the day this sport like you know it's a a sport you're you're training hard but you have to be around those people you have to take that that time to kind of get that mental break i guess hey yeah 100 percent. like the uh, i spent like a month there helping romero get ready for his fight uh then i came back for two weeks uh i was healing a cut i had uh and on my eye like i opened my eye up uh, while training and uh then two weeks back over there, like 100% getting ready for my own fight. So, like, a little two days uh, back home won't do any harm. It's going to feel good. It'll help more than anything, especially, like you say, when you're around those people that you love, it's just going to motivate you more, you know, to, to do what you're doing. And, and you're obviously doing the right thing. It sucks being away from home. and But, man, you guys are surrounded by the right people. It's like John and I, you know, it's uh, with this business, you know, you have to surround yourself with the right people. And I'm always amazed. Like we have nothing but love for Dodge Sports and all, all of you guys and girls who are represented. You all hold yourselves accountable, but you hold yourselves to the highest standard, which is how you get to the next level, man. You're all battle tested, but also really classy people. And uh, I think that's cool. Like that's that's the full circle of sport. You're not just all guys and girls who you're, you're talented, but have no personality. It's kind of all like it's a full package. Well, you got to have everything. If you don't have everything, uh, someone else will have it, and they'll just take them instead of you. So, Yeah. 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 Zach, sort of jump in there, Eric. But uh, with that level of management, you must have found, you know, that, that had to have done things for your career that wouldn't happen otherwise. I just, I, I come from, you know, aren't managed until maybe they're in the UFC or, or just about in the UFC at all. Um, 
you know, working with Dodge, not to, you know, I'm not trying to give him a plug here or anything. Great guy. Um, talk about it, man. Like, like that must have taken you to the next level. And do you feel like you'd be where you're sitting right now if it wasn't for for working with just high level management? Yeah, uh, 100%. It yeah. Uh, gave me so much better opportunities. Uh, the fact that I have a, an awesome manager like Dodge right now, uh, I can fight during a pandemic where a lot of people are struggling to fight, find fights. Like, I think they, they pulled a stat where, like, only 2% of fighters in North America right now are able to fight. They're, like, oh, wow. actually, like, going out to fight because, like, it's so hard to get a fight right now. Uh, many states, many and all of Canada don't like, are not letting shows happen. So uh, I'm very grateful to have such a great manager. Also opens doors for sponsorship opportunities. Uh, and if I wouldn't have Dodge, like, I wouldn't have the plug with, uh, with Cricket over down at uh, Niagara Top Team. And uh, that made things so much easier to go train out there. Uh, just having Romero over there, AJ and Jazz, it, it helped so much. And like they welcomed me like one of their own simply because I also uh, am one of uh, Dodge Sports athletes. It's like a one big family and it's amazing. That is amazing that even though you're at different gyms and different weight classes and different parts of your career, as a, as a cohesive, cohesive group under management, you're working together to move the whole team forward in that sense. That, that's pretty cool too. I mean, I don't think I've ever heard of no. uh, a, a team sense just by being managed by the same company. So, I mean, it, it's obviously a, a working formula and, and we see, I mean, we've seen a lot with the Dodge sports team during COVID, like you guys are moving, you know, it's awesome. Yeah, like everyone's fighting, everyone's getting yeah. fights. If, if you're not injured and you're you're with Dodge Sports, you're, you're going to get a fight. Like it's uh, he's he's working so hard to find us opportunities. He, he's pulling calls left and right, and he, he's finding us uh, very good fights, very good opportunities, very good shows to fight on. Like we all fought on different shows. Like a, AJ was at SFP, Joshua was at CFFC, uh, Maximov got on at LFA. I'm on Strike Hard, and uh, it was uh, Romero at Contender Series. So like he's he's calling everyone and he's going out there for us and going to bat for us and finding us spots that ourselves we couldn't get like we wouldn't be getting those spots yeah there's no way right it's uh yeah, it's awesome cool. man yeah it's cool i like seeing that you know it's because i you know john and i we take a lot of pride in that you know service you know exceed the expectation of you know like just exceed the expectation just because the fight business doesn't mean there can't be really good service and communication and 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 I think that's where Dodge, you know, really has brought like uh, other agents should really kind of be following that model. I really believe because it makes you you like John and I see the post. Lots of people see the post like those care packages you get or whatever. I'm like, wow, look at that. Like that's that gives you motivation. You're like, this guy actually cares. These people care about me. Right. And But you have to do the hard work like to get to that point. You know, let's not kid ourselves. You know, Dodges, they're after people who they realize are going to be stars and, and are also people who are going to work together to get to the highest level. So kudos to you, man, for working hard and, and getting yourself out there and, you know, starting off with 3-0. Let's talk a, a little bit about that fight coming up here, your main event. Uh, first main event status, pretty exciting. Uh, obviously in another country at that. Uh, what's the feeling going into this? It's feeling, I'm feeling very good. Uh, it's just like, it's another fight. Like, it's main event. First fight on the card, doesn't matter. Uh, it, it, it's cool in the sense, where, like, they'll have more eyes on me. Uh, we were in a call uh, this week, like a Zoom meeting, like basically uh, they were going over uh, what to expect, like what to do for COVID testing and uh, basically gave us a little bit of information. 
they said that Sean Shelby will be in attendance because they're allowed fans. They're allowed 200 fans in attendance. So Sean Shelby has a ticket book there and he's going to be there. So that's great news. Like I'm, like I'm the main event. So like definitely he's going to be there until the end and like maybe a fight he's looking forward to see. So like if I have a good display for a skill, like contender series in November is very, uh, very, very attainable. Like, uh, like I've been, I've been calling out Sherrard Blackledge who just fought and I'd love to fight him. Like I, I'm pretty sure, uh, I, I do quick work with that guy and no disrespect to him as a person. I just believe that I'm on a different level than he is. And he had that spot and I want to take that spot. I want to win and I want to get that contract in the UFC. Fantastic. That's the attitude you got to have, eh, John? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's really the only way it's ever going to work, man. You got to be in a hundred percent and, and take those opportunities and, and, and being able to pinpoint, like you said, like there's a guy with a spot that you want. So I'm going after that guy. Like that's precise, man. You're not just floating through your career. You're not just fighting whoever. Yeah, that's smart. Yeah, I mean, fight game, man. The, the risks are so high. Every, you know, everything about it is yeah. uh, just on another level, right? So you can't be an idiot. The longevity that you're hoping to attain, I mean, that could end immediately, right? Wrong fight. So, yeah, awesome. I love it. What uh, our apologies for the audio issues there, Zach. Is it bothering you on on your end at all? No, that's cool. How's Romero doing? You know, obviously he's a teammate, a very close friend of yours. Uh, you know, everybody knows what happened. He had a phenomenal performance in the Contender Series. Did not get the contract. Um, you know, we can talk about that all day long. But you know, the the how's he doing mentally through that whole situation? Is he just like yeah. what? On to the next? He's, he's doing great. He's good. looks amazing. Uh, he's a killer in the gym still. Uh, he's uh, back in the sparring to help me get ready for my fight. Like he's still hurting a little bit from the leg kicks. Like his feet still hurt and his hands still hurt from beating up Mike breathing. But uh, yeah. he's back in the gym helping me. He's a great training partner. Um, and uh, I, I can feel like uh, he, he's going like a little like harder to get the finishes. And um, like, I, I think that was like, he, he took it like as a, I don't want to say a wake up call because like he's an amazing fighter, but he took it as a point where like okay, like I'm just gonna finish fights now. Like he, he's looking at this in a positive way, and I believe he will be in the UFC very soon. I believe his next fight will be in the UFC. I don't think they're gonna make him wait too long. Like everyone is so disappointed they didn't get signed. Like it's not just like his close team. Like you go on Twitter and you go on like social media, and like everyone's disappointed that Romero didn't get a contract, and like then you got people like Daniel Wolf that got one. Like last Tuesday, you know, it's like, it was the, one of the best performances I've seen on Contender Series, like in, in all, the, all the years, like it was 15 minutes of just pure dominance. You saw him deal with pressure where he got rocked at the end of the second round. You saw him have a, an amazing game plan adapting to when like Breeden was switching up the the, the striking. So like he's UFC ready. That's, that's not an issue. It was like, I think he will be there very, very soon. Yeah, I agree, man. I thought it was – I don't know if you had a chance to watch that fight or not, John, but uh, phenomenal performance, like literally like three 10-8 rounds almost. Um, really beautiful – all-around performance too. And it's it's funny that they kept mentioning GSP during the fight too. It was like how, how he was very similar to GSP. And it was interesting, his, his body too, everything about it, he looks like there's not a goddamn muscle on the kid's body that 
you can't see. It's funny, man. All, but all of you guys are all around athletes. Like there's not really a weakness, you know, like that's what I love about all of you. Like there's not a weakness. There's not like, you know, the ground games week or the, the striking week. Like all of you are kind of that all around GSP looking fighters. It's, it's interesting. Yeah. I think we're all very well-rounded and like what, 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 uh, cricket brings to the table with the wrestling i think we're on a totally different level than uh, many guys in canada when it comes to the wrestling aspect and um uh, like that, that, that i think that's the big difference of someone making it out of canada or not like having the chance to wrestle like at a high level because you, you'll see a lot of like canadian like good strikers like uh, off the top of my head like i'll i'll say jordan like jordan made it but his kryptonite is getting wrestled right now so like yeah. you, you need to go out there and find the, the best wrestling possible so if you're not if you're not out in in Montreal going to TriStar, it's it's very hard to find it in, in Canada. Like there's some spots that have amazing wrestling, but it's like these these unknown spots that like you really have to look for, you know. Yeah. Or like mm. cricket, it's like we're a lot of good wrestlers in the room. We're wrestling with people that are like Olympic caliber freestyle wrestlers, and it, it, it helps so much. And it's amazing. And he's been he's been using wrestling for MMA for about ten years now. Like he's been helping uh, a, a lot of fighters out in the in the UFC for their fights with the wrestling. So it's, it's great because he's adapted to wrestling very well to MMA. Yeah. It's, it's Prickett is a boss, man. Like they, he's, so do you, do you obviously, Prickett has a great relationship uh, with Parabellum and Rory and all those guys. Have you been up cross training with them at all yet? Or no, just because of COVID you guys are, you're kind of keeping it a close circle for now. Uh, I've been training with Lyndon a lot. Uh, with Locke. Yeah. I've been doing some striking with him. Uh, he's been uh, coaching me through some rounds as well. So, uh, like, we're, we're still respecting, like, the, the COVID uh, situation out here. It's just, like, the, the cross-training is happening. It's just, like, you have your certain bubble of training partners, right? So uh, I'm out there with, like, the 55ers and then, like, the big guys training together. And we're not mixing it up too much when it comes to, like, heavier weights and smaller weights. You know, it's, like, keep the guys separated and you're always going with the same guys most of the time. Like, I think that's smart for injuries. Yeah, for sure, 100%. Injuries <laughs> and, like, you know, if for COVID, if someone walks in, like, from the government and be like, oh, you guys aren't respecting, well, like, look, these guys have been training together for X amount of months, and, uh, like, you know, yeah, we can't really do much. Like, we're in our, our, our bubble of people we train together. So. Yeah, if you're limited in contact, then. Yeah, and also, like, we were all roommates, basically. We're, all, we're always at the house together, like, uh, Prickett, AJ, and, like, we're, we're always hanging out together, so. Nice. Is wrestling like the, the majority of your camp this go? Is that really what you're focusing on? It sounds like you guys are going hard into it right now. Uh, we wrestle hard, I think, uh, twice a week. Then we go technical twice a week as well. Um, it, it's not like the main aspect of my camp, but like I, I keep it like very well-rounded as well. But uh, it's it's something I have to work on more than the striking okay. and the jits right now. So I, I'm doing a little bit more of that. Yeah, wrestling. Right. Hard ass. Yeah. I, you know, the, the days of uh, you know, jiu-jitsu, you know, you can kind of sit there. I'm always amazed, you know, like, uh, I don't know about you, John. This is how I feel when I, like, when I feel a guy like Kaleidis, who's a guy who's smaller, you know, he's fought at 125 pounds, you know, at the highest level. And, you know, we trained together the other day, and Kaleidis is just trying to kind of get himself back in shape to compete again soon. And, and here's a guy who's 140 pounds or 145 pounds, and I'm 180 pounds and literally a guy going like that at, at you know, maybe he was going 70%, I don't know, 75, 80% doing wall work and that kind of stuff. How, how quick 
like that, that you can't get away from that high level pressure. You can't get away from it when someone's cardio and his cardio is not even great, but like the difference when like of a high level athlete versus like a hobbyist is, it's quite incredible, man. The, the feeling of it, like uh, the pressure in like you say wrestling and, and you, you just can't beat practice. I don't no, know. A hundred percent like the, the, the wrestling aspect, the grind is totally different. Uh, like I come from a, a, a jujitsu based uh, background and uh, like, I've always been like a hard worker, but like jujitsu guys don't like the way I work. Not most of the time, but like some, like I'll have sometimes yeah. like, Oh, you go too hard. You go too hard. But like, I, I don't get that with wrestling dudes because they, they're used to that grind and they're not doing that for fun. Like wrestling isn't a hobby. Wrestling is, is, is a, People that want to be at least people that yeah. make it somewhere. It's hard to do takedowns light. Yeah, that's it. And uh, basically, the wrestlers like allow us to do grappling with them. Like they'll be like, "Oh, uh, if we hit the ground, like, let's keep going. Like do do just like hit us. Like we don't care. Just like the wrestlers get better at MMA because uh, uh, like some some of them want to transition eventually, and we get to work our um, our jits on people that like are very good at wrestling. So it's it's very good. That yeah. is very good. Are you doing much stand-up sparring? Do you do? Are you doing a lot of that? Did you find like having a break coming back? You kind of had to to get your timing back, or yeah, uh, twice a week we got two uh, little gloves uh, sparring sessions. Uh, like last week, I like it's crazy. Like the the good one fifty fivers we have in the room. Like my rounds on Wednesday were Romero, Xavier Nash, and Scott Hudson. So like that's like my three rounds going in like. Three rounds, like three five rounds, three five minute rounds at a fight pace, fucking fighting like the best dudes in Canada, basically, and getting ready for this fight. Like I feel like the fight's gonna be uh, nothing compared, like just to the, the training with these guys, because the, the room with the fifty fivers is like you'll have you'll have Adam Senzo, you'll have Scott Hudson, you'll have Romero, you'll have me, Xavier Nash, uh, like just right there, like five of the best fifty fivers in in like the Ontario's. I'll say Quebec for me, but like Ontario, Quebec region, right there. Yeah, it's a crazy room for sure. Yeah, that is good. That's got to make you super confident going into competition. Well, yeah, especially when the, those rounds are going well. Like when I when I get good rounds in against like Scott, who's a seasoned dude, like he's on the verge of making it to the UFC. He was on the short list when uh, I think when Kyle Preblick got signed, like he he just got like passed over by him, and. Uh, He's been around for a while, so when I'm getting good rounds in with him, and I'm I'm able to do the game plan I want going into this fight against him, like it's it's just gonna be amazing in the fight. I'm gonna feel so good, and it, it should be way better than last performance. Nice man. How, how do you beat that, right? Like confidence, and that's the whole idea as a fighter. You want to keep growing and growing and growing, and that's the idea. If you can surround yourself with those people in a room who are gonna push you and make you better in training, therefore making your fight better, therefore winning pushing your career further. It's amazing how many fighters don't want to do that. They don't want to go to those tough rooms, you know, but that's what you got to do. Yeah. You need that. You need that tough room. Like these, these are all except Romero cause we're managed like by the same, uh, same dude. But like, these are all dudes I was looking at, like after the Defredo's fight, I'm like, okay, who can I fight next? Where like, it, it's going to be a good fight. And I was looking at Xavier and I was looking at Scott before going out to Niagara top team. Like these are the guys that I'm in, I'm in a room with now and I'm, I'm fine with not fighting because these guys are going to help me get so much better. Like they're amazing. They're great fighters. They're so good. And like, I feel like having, like if you're 
the best in the room all the time, you're not in the right room. That that's the mentality that I think is is very important to have. Yeah, good point, man. That's it. Like people, you know, John, he's a coach. You know, we've all been training for a long time. And if you get complacent in training, and you, yeah, like you say, if you're sitting there, you know, finishing guys all the time, or there's no challenge, then you might as well hang it up, right? Like you're young, you're hungry, you're doing all the right things, man. And I, like being in a room like that is, and that's just a that's just a small amount too. Who you named off the yeah, it's a small amount, yeah, small amount, right? And I'm amazed at that because like John, you, you know, you've been around this a long time too. And it's interesting how people like the sport now is more like cross training. People are starting to cross train more and help one another get to that higher level. Whereas opposed to those gyms before be like, fuck that. No, 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 no. You don't walk in that gym. And it's interesting, right? People are cross training a little bit more to, to make the overall product better. And you see a couple amateurs, like some amateurs are like one in one. And they fight and they look like pros. Like the level oh, yeah. of the sport has come a long, a long way. Oh, yeah. Uh, 100%. Like we have those amateurs in the gym that are like, you know, like two and one, three and one, two and two. And like they feel like pros. Like you go with them and they're like, damn. Like I look back to when I was an amateur and I wasn't that good. Like uh, there's uh, three dudes from NTT fighting tonight at uh, Montreal Fight League. And like, uh, one of them's one and all, you know, one's four and one, and the other is his first, uh, his first amateur fight. And all of them, like, are better than what I was as an amateur. Like, they're just amazing. And just, that's, I think that comes from, like, just that cross training aspect and having the right guys around you. Yeah. 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 That's it, too. Like, building talent within the gyms for those guys to come up like that like they had you guys that had already done it and you were already seasoned veterans and you know very skilled fighters so immediately starting your training out with a group of experienced guys is just gonna like the level keeps jumping i noticed the same thing so when i was fighting amateur it's it's not even close to the same thing the amount of guys we had on our first card that were o and o amateurs and came out and just looked awesome um you know it just that didn't exist 10 years ago for sure. I remember my first fight, my first three fights, I didn't even know how to strike. Like, I didn't know how to throw anything. I was just going by feel and grappling people and taking them down. And, like, I still do that. But, like, I, I actually know how to strike now. Like, if, if I can't take someone down, like, I'll I'll know what to do on the feet. Like, it's, mm -hmm. before, like, if, if I wasn't taking the guy down, I wasn't, I would have been in a world of, world of trouble. Yeah, yeah, right. Well, well I, I remember if you were a blue belt, you could pretty much annihilate half the guys in yeah. your division. Just to, you know, you knew if you took them down, it was going to be night, you know, you know the, end, the end of the night or whatever. But, you know, as a blue belt. And now most of the guys entering amateur, blue, purple, brown belts, got a black belt, mm -hmm. something else. Or, you know, it's, uh, it's ridiculous how much higher the level is now. Dangerous yeah. athletes, for sure. Oh, yeah. So what's the the big uh, you know we won't uh, I know we got uh, we got just a couple minutes left here Zach uh, you know coming into this fight you know the the you know I don't want to think too far in the future obviously we're gonna get you know through this fight here but what's the plan going into this this fight and uh, you know the whole week leading up to it I guess down in Miami are you gonna do anything different or just keep the you know Lyndon probably will go with you I assume uh, so it's actually in uh, Alabama so it's in, uh, oh, it's in Alabama Virginia. yeah. Uh, I'm going down with Chris Prickett and uh, Kevin Bastien. Uh 
Kevin helps me cut weight and he also knows me from like eight years. Like we, we've been training together for eight years. So like he knows my style. And uh, Chris is also some guy I'm very comfortable with, like in such short amount of time. Like we've been training together for two months and like I feel so comfortable with him. Uh, I, the thing is like I have to to pay for like a sum amount for my corner. So like I, I can't have three guys out there. So I, I only got two and uh, uh, Isaac was supposed to fight. So I was supposed to have like Patrick Marcel out there as well, but uh, his boot pulled out. So uh, I, I'm just sticking with two corners. I'd eventually going to have Lyndon if I can. Like he, I think Lyndon is it's so good. Like has a great mind for the sport. Um, but just going to going out there with these two guys flying out on the Wednesday, uh, making weight, um, fighting at 160. So that won't be, uh, won't be too hard. Like I'm, I'm a water cut away already. Nice. And then uh, just go out there, show my skills, uh, beat up Yemi, and like then on to the next. Like the whole plan is to be very dominant. Like there, there's going to be eyes on this fight. There's not a lot of fights going on right now. So every time you get every chance you get to fight, you have to display an amazing performance because someone's going to see it right now. Like people are going to see the fights right now. There's not much going on, so people are going to be watching. So it's important to know that, and it's important to. To perform under pressure and like luckily for me mm-hmm. very good under pressure so it should be a very good time <laughs> that's a really good point man you got it's a great chance to really do something amazing with a lot of eyes on you yeah for sure yeah yeah smart that's the thing man very smart full, like you know that's that i was gonna say a full-fledged athlete but but that fully rounded athlete and understanding the business behind it and okay this is my time to shine the pressure's on me Fuck it and bring it. I love the pressure. Let's go. You know, and that's those athletes that the UFC or those higher level promotions want. That's what they want, right? And man, keep doing it. Like we're big fans here on the East Coast. Obviously, we spoke to you, Zach, um, about getting you out here to to compete with us. And I don't know if that's gonna happen now, but but we wish you all the best, man. And we're the biggest fans of you out here on the East Coast. Nothing but love for you guys in Dodge Sports and Prickett and, and all the jazz and, and AJ and everybody up there, you guys do a great job representing Canadian MMA in a, you know, physical, like obviously athletic way, but also in a classy way too. So, so keep it up, keep doing what you're doing. And uh, one final question, any advice for, you know, again, there's a lot of athletes, like you said, 2% of fighters only fighting right now. How can athletes kind of stand out a little bit? You know, hard work is one thing, but how can they stand out to get to the level that they should be and maybe be represented by Dodge Sports or, um, I think in, in this day and age, like things that will stand out is uh, like performance for sure. Uh, like you have to perform like like performance is number one. Like you can never overlook performance, how you fight, how, how good you fight and what your record is. Like record means something, you know, like as an amateur. OK, like just fight the best do is get as good as you can. But as a pro, like you got to take good fights. Then something else that is very important is your social media. If your social media looks disgusting, <laughs> it's going to be hard for management to, to get on board with you. Like you got to have some sort of like, okay, like I know how to, to make a post look decent and make my social media look like attractive to sponsors because uh, there's not many dudes in the USC that social media looks horrible or that doesn't have social media. Like social media is what will lead to ticket sales. What's going to lead to pay-per-view sales. Like, Sean O'Malley is a great star because he has great social media that it that's good with his performance and he performs very well. But like, if he would just perform well and not have good social media, he wouldn't be known as much as he is. So like, social media performing, like, and just 
be yourself. Like, don't go out there trying to mimic all the other dudes. Like, we already have those other dudes. We have Connor. We have Sean O'Malley. We have George St. Pierre. We have Michael Bisping. Just go out there. Be yourself. Be yourself on social media. Be yourself in the cage. And, and good things will happen. Man, you're a smart guy. You got it, man. You Everything you said right there is exactly we, I couldn't, as a promoter here with John and promoters, we couldn't say that more ourselves, you know, be classy as, as weird as it, like you never, you would never see a pro athlete, you know, and when you do see someone like Mike Perry do something stupid, you know, it's, it's looked after, you know, it's like, okay, we can't be doing that. You can't be representing our brand that way. We want to, you know, fighting already has a shitty name. So you're, if you want people to respect the sport we're in, keep it classy, motivate people and do the right things, man. And, and uh, you're a brilliant guy. You're doing fantastic things. And I know we're super excited to watch you compete last night. And it, going back to what you just what you compete in the future, sorry. Um, going back to what you just said, um, you messaged us again to get on the podcast. Like you're you're out there hustling, you know, you and Dodge, you're working together. It's like, hey, man, I want some exposure. You know, whether it's like on the East Coast or not, you understand the whole thing. Like if I can get fans in every part of this now, it's going to be bigger in the future, man. So you're doing the right things. You're doing great things and, and keep it up, man. You represent the country well. So we got lots of love for you out here. And any final words for him, John? No, no man, no. keep doing, keep doing what you're doing. And, uh, I, I thought it was funny, Derek. I mean, obviously we would have loved to have you compete on the East coast, but we're very happy to, you know, for that not to happen. As long. <laughs> right, Do your thing, you. man. Get there. Thank you so much. Love to Kevin Bastion for us. We'll see you soon. Yeah, sure thing. See you guys. Later on. Awesome. Another great episode, John. Uh, done here sitting beside one another in our secret location, holding hands during this podcast. Is that awkward enough for you? No. No, it's perfect. more. <laughs> <laughs> I quite enjoyed being able to hold hands the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> all right <laughs> all right that's awesome man. unfortunately taz i got a little bit busy with training here so he won't be able to join us today uh so we'll reschedule that and uh, no big deal he's got a big fight coming up here on the kumite six for third post grappling so that's a little bit more important uh, and uh, well, yeah get him back on and uh yeah we're gonna go out and start planning this event here that we got on october 24th Live on pay-per-view. Make sure you check it out. Fighters are being dropped now. So, uh, yeah, we're going to go plan out the venue here. And, uh, yeah, make sure you damn well in order that pay-per-view and order some apparel. FightLeagueAtlantic.com. Hell, yes. Yeah. <laughs>